Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Back to Warcraft podcast once again. It's Friday night and that means a new episode is released. This is, I think, episode 30. 29 wasn't as great, was it? It was just me alone. Uh, very sad, sad development. So I thought I, I, I will cheer you up for a little bit. And the 30 is, of course, a big number. And for that, I got a big man by my side to have a wonderful conversation once again. We promised you a follow-up. And of course, you're gonna get a follow-up. We got the War 3 champions and gym community leader Floss by our side once again. Flossie, how are you doing? What a pleasure. Thanks as always for having me here. What an honor to be here for Dirty 30. <laughs> dirty 30. Let's see how dirty you can make this. What's up oh, in, in Floss world recently? I mean, we talked two weeks ago, three weeks ago or something. Any, any developments? Well, in real life, uh, it's good and bad. It's a judicial conference, so I don't actually have to go into court, which feels really good, mm. except that, uh, you know, I told you I was on a juvenile rotation. Maybe I didn't, but one of my kids got, the cops stormed his house and he got picked up. So I have to go do his secure custody hearing tomorrow, which I'm sad about because I really like that kid. So, you know, personally, things are good, but it's always tough for my clients. Sorry to start off like that. But that's <laughs> I yeah. just found out about it. He, here I am yeah. talking about like, uh, I'm going to cheer you up and boom, one of your kids is I in know, jail. What a dummy. <laughs> Sorry. We can talk about happy things. Okay. Yeah. What was the last time uh, or the last thing that you were really happy about? What, what, what made you happy recently? Well, I remember last time I came on, I was so pumped that I made it over like a 51st percentile player. Like I was finally a good player but oh, yeah. i have since dropped below 15 percent dude good yeah. news not bad news <laughs> well i made it i made it into the playoffs or fountain of manor group i playoffs Woo! yeah yeah and i'm playing a night elf in my first round i feel pretty okay in my night elf matchup so we're good there one okay that's yeah. the spirit flaws that's yeah. the spirit um How's Fountains of Mana going? I haven't seen too much rambling about it recently, so that means that things are not going too bad, I guess. Yeah. No, it's great. Um, there are A through I. There's like a bunch of playoffs are coming up this week. They just got scheduled. I think for the most part, the regular season went well. Not too many hiccups, which is why I didn't hear anything. But Pokey, so it's Pokey, Jedi, Grinchy, and Jedi, um, Wantu that do it and pokey just recently did like a playoff preview so it was fun to watch that i didn't care about any group besides mine so i can't tell you about <laughs> what's going on in the other groups for but, once uh, you're egocentric uh, damn you know. that's the well, player I mean, in you the competitor in you coming out yeah well i mean i only have a limited amount of time to consume warcraft 3 so it's like whatever human is playing on back to warcraft or whatever match i have to prepare for is like that's all i can really consume Dude, about the real game. I turned into the biggest human player fan probably of all time. Did you hear about Todd's uh, bet that's going on? No, I... Oh, man. You Tell don't? Me. I need to know. Okay, so... Uh, when the European circuit started for DreamHack, he said, uh, well, if a human makes it to the final, and he excluded Americas because, you know, that wouldn't be a surprise with Cruncher right, always right. in the finals. So if a human player in Europe or Asia makes it to the grand final of DreamHack Winter, he's gonna dress up as a jester. <laughs> How have I not heard that? Dude, it's gonna be so good. I saw the costume already. It has to be released to the world. Like, there's no way this is not gonna happen. So, unfortunately, in Europe, Park and Johnny Cage disappointed us and oh, didn't yeah. make it to the final. We had the happy foggy thing going on once again, which was well, apparently epic. the most amazing match possible, though. Epic, just yeah. again, just like in fall, truly epic grand final. Uh, with with happy popping off at the end it was just glorious uh but we got uh chemico and 42 left in the asia circuit so this saturday and sunday i'm i'm chemico chemico has to do it man he's he's the one true hope love his replays i probably consume his replays and sock the most when i watch replays because yeah. again i'm i'm lazy with actually getting better at this game but do you actually consume replays or vods um if I'm at work during lunch, I'll I'll go to your YouTube because I can't watch replays because no Warcraft three. Yeah. Um. But if I'm if I like want to learn, which again is rare, I it's re it's all replays more so than vods. Wow. Yeah. Okay. For 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 learning, that's understandable. But but for the general consumption, I guess uh, replays. 
there's always a big and loud demand on it, but I don't really see the numbers, you know? Like, on War 3 Info, they have a great replay archive, I want to yeah. say. But it's so rare that a single replay gets above 100. It's even rarer that a replay gets above 200. Like, I think the last one was this epic uh, X-Lord vs. Grubby replay with a golden star that was level 8, 7, 6 or something. So... I don't know. I pro- you you probably get the question War Three Champions a lot, right? Like all uh, the time. Yeah, all the time. Is is there a way to to publish replays, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? For the players, of course, it's great. But from a consumer standpoint, I think replays aren't that important. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that you're probably right um, because I probably consume replays more than the average person. I don't even do it that much. But if you're, com- but replays do get watched. But I think it's just a small segment of the population that does it. I mean, people in gym, they're constantly looking at replays uh, going, but it's, it's not pro replays. It's more their own replays that we look over. Yeah. I, I can see that. Uh, especially when it's your own replays, right? Yeah. But to me, like a Qbert, a Jack replay, that basically is a pro replay. And in ways it's almost better for me than, uh, than, a a, a 2,400 level human. And then the question is, if Qbert would do commentary on his own replays to explain his his thinking, uh, would you rather watch that than the replay? Because you have the commentary already on and his explanations on and he'll probably focus with the camera on, on what he's doing anyway. Yeah, so it's yes. And when I do view replays, I almost never do it by myself. I grab someone in gym who's good and say, can we look over this replay? And then I also say, mm. hey, share your Discord screen. I want to watch it from your perspective. Like, just Damn. so lazy. Just make them do all the work for me. <laughs> I don't do any thinking. I just like get knowledge you know, injected into my brain. You know, but I actually think there would be a market for that if people would just... Kaiser does replay. God damn it. We shot it out. Kaiser again. Again. People, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. He needs to come on the show, uh, but he goes up and does replay reviews and that gets pretty good views for him. People should do that more. For sure. But speaking of Kaiser, while we're on the topic, um, I was a little, little angry with him yesterday because yeah, we, tell me. Yeah, yeah, we announced the uh, Hitman and Todd for the War 3 Champions Finals. And uh, uh-huh. you were, you were involved in the previous Episodes of the War Three Champions Finals. Hitman always refused to play, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, so si- glad you brought this up. <laughs> si- since it turned global, um, he refused to play, and we yeah. finally got him back for the first yeah. time in I think three seasons, maybe four. And so I thought this is going to be a big announcement. This is going to be a banger. Uh, social media will talk about it. Discords will talk about it. So yeah. it was I think 4 p.m. my time. I scheduled the release, and then I saw like three orc emotes in gym discord and then kaiser is the freaking one that switched the topic to these hot tub streamers again it's like kaiser for real dude we finally got this big and we finally got the hitman back in a global competition and all you rave about is amaranth yeah that dude got no sense of timing no (laughs) sense of timing (laughs) it's true so for once negative shout out or call out i guess to kaiser It's a big deal. And also you mentioned emotes. His uh, Hitman emote that we provided for him is uh, is my absolute favorite emote that there is. It probably, if anyone knew about it, like that cared, we might get in trouble, but it's it's a Blade Master smoking a blind. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, but I can, it... I, can we talk about Hitman joining? Because I am quite curious to talk about it. Because as you said, he re- you were very um, like statesman-like about it, but he refused us so many times. and. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be polite. Like, I don't need to be mean, but he was like pretty rude to us about it. So I'm curious if you like, is he joining because we got the ping to a good spot, which we always told him we would. I understand that his max ping for America's is 125, but really in actuality, it's more like a hundred would be the max max he would play. He'd only get 120 on Russia East. Um, so it's and he doesn't complain now. So I assume his ping's pretty good. So is that the reason, or is it because y'all took over and he's like, "Fuck W3C admins," which he said a hundred <laughs> times. So now it's like <laughs> joining is actually a little bit of a fuck you to W3C admin. I don't know because you know I had to play some on mute because he's so. Whoops. Try, so. Yeah, I can. I I uh, saw your discussions in the Discord. It went back and forth quite a bit, uh, and I guess you 
like uh, Hitman and the War Three Champions team, uh, they don't like each other too too much. But you know, I'm I'm super hands on when it comes to the finals. I yeah. have my saying in pretty much everything and delegate a lot, of course. But um, for the Hitman thing, how it went was basically I told Carson, now that we're the organizers, we have to get Hitman on. And Carson went and said, okay, I'm going to try. And then he said, oh, I don't know. Uh, we're still talking. I said, Carson, you have one job except casting and doing yeah. theory craft. And that is to get Hitman on. Whatever it takes, I don't care. Get Hitman on. And two days later, he said, okay, confirmed Hitman's playing. That's great. Oh, I'm happy. So we don't. I don't get the drama. I am actually truly happy that he's playing. I am a Hitman fan, despite how how mean he is. To us. <laughs> and it's a big deal to have him on. So that, it's great. It's really, really exciting. Yeah, made it a little harder for us to come up with uh, playing conditions because he's, of course, the only player from US West, and then that's mm. a different case you have to cover. But man, it's so great to have him there. Uh, I think since this is coming out after all players are released, it's a little sad we don't have Happy this season. He mm. was not okay um, with what we did because in the previous finals, we basically had the same rule set as it is on ladder, roughly, I would say, mm. when it comes to, to, to servers. And there was always a little bit favor towards Europe and the CIS region. And... Mm. Our big goal was to make it as fair as possible for as many players as possible. So that means that uh, some of the Russians and the European players have to play on servers that they are not 100% comfortable with, where they might have a higher ping than normal. And Happy said, okay, man, if that's the conditions, uh, that's not really for me. It was a super polite conversation. It was super interesting to hear his thoughts on the matter, of course. There's there's no grudges or anything. It was just, no, that's not... My condition, sorry, I'm going to pass. But man, would I have loved to see Happy vs. Hitman in the finals. Maybe maybe season 10. Or yeah, not. yeah. Uh, so, so a couple things of that. So I mentioned this in Discord, but I'll say it here too. I find it very interesting that he gets a bad rep for being disagreeable because I don't find him to be disagreeable at all. No. He knows exactly what he wants. Yeah. And he's, uh, I mean, I guess he's. you could say he's uncompromising with that, but that's fine. So it wasn't the, the conditions that he wanted and he passed. Like, I appreciate his predictability. I've always had very easy conversations speaking with him, as long as you're clear about what you want yeah. and he's clear about he, what he wants. Um, and as far as it's, so I'm of two minds with him not being the tournament. Like, yes, it's best to have the best players and it's sad that he's not there and it'd be cool to see Happy vs. Hitman. But you have to think he's the, he's like the overwhelming favorite, right? So it yeah. adds a element of hype. So you know, it's not the worst thing that he's not showing up. Yeah, it might be uh, better for the competition in general. Uh, but the last finals were super close too, with a three to two uh, yeah. against Focus in the finals. With the like, with Hawk beating him in the winner bracket, Happy in the lower oh God, bracket. How was... hype when when Hawk beat Happy in the lower <laughs> bracket? Oh, I walked around with a smile on my face for like six days just because of that. And it's like a two one victory. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's definitely sad to to not have Happy there for the early rounds. It's I think pretty good um uh but to make up for that for for that we lost happy i guess uh so we lost the dominator of the european region we got the dominator of the american region and uh, to make things a little more positive we got moon for the first time in the war three champions finals <laughs> that's so exciting <laughs> yeah that's so exciting i know last season he said no and people are like but he was very clear so it was a scheduling issue and he wanted to so you yeah. got moon what a big deal. What yeah. a big deal you are, Mia. Ah, that was also very, very simple. Um, he just asked a couple of questions. We answered that, yeah, gonna play, gonna be good. Uh, uh, man, this is this is super cool. I think the lineup is pretty good in general. I think uh, I spoiled this for you now. The announcement's actually coming out tomorrow. But yeah, this is gonna All be right. hype, man. Hitman and Moon in one tournament alongside the foggies of the world and we got johnny cage as well and ah, i'm super hyped for this oh can we uh can we like nerd out on the nuts and bolts here or like uh we can nerd out on doing, everything i know you're doing a five-day schedule is that yeah. more to be player friendly or schedule friendly or like what's the story there both like what's the point 
I was I was really unhappy with the schedule last time because we had so many games at the same yeah. time and this was yeah. mostly my mistake because I effed up the schedule as I said before um I had a little bit of a of a whoopsie there but in general it's it's always cool to have community casts I think that that cover the B stream but for the mm. tournament as a whole it it it's the best to show all games of the tournament um we still allow Every single one who wants to cast, we will provide a clean feed. So whoever wants to cast can grab the clean feed and run with it, brother. Um, we just, like, we might ask for some some numbers afterwards. But, uh, so it's not like we want this monopoly on anything. If if the, if Jim wants to come up with a newbie stream, go ahead with a newbie stream. If Forks wants to cast in Portuguese, go ahead and run with it in Portuguese. Um, but... Yeah, we have to bring all the games. Like, we missed out on so many games last time, unfortunately. The colorful yeah. games, the labyrinth games. I I wanted to prevent that. And also, days were kind of long. And with three to four regions involved, that's always a mess, right? Because some players have to get up super early. Some players have to stay up super late. I think it was like 5 a.m. in Korea at times. So with more days, obviously the days are a little shorter, and that means we can hit that small little golden timing window that is okay for all players. Yeah. Um, that 30 minute window. Yeah, literally. Yeah, it's, it's like a four hour window. I yeah. think where where the entire world is awake at the same time. Um, so that was a big priority, and. It's also more flexible if you have five days. With that, you can say, okay, player one to four, you play on Saturday. Player five to eight, you play on Sunday. And then players don't have to show up for all three days, for example. Right. So I think it benefits everyone. It's just that the days aren't as long, but we get some little show elements planned to extend the days. Um, yeah. Are you, you, you ready to spoil those yet or not yet? Not yet. We're working on at least two. Maybe, maybe in next week's episode, I can confirm. It's not one hundred percent done yet. Yeah, yeah. But it's. I think it's a cool idea that gives showcase to cool communities, and I think it's gonna be good. I'm. I'm pretty happy with the final so far. Yeah. Look, I mean, WGL is WGL. Dreamhack, Dreamhack. My favorite has always been the W3C finals. I just think it's the coolest. So I'm excited for you. Yeah, I also think that, like, we improved quite a bit, quite some easy tasks, because we were able to to focus on it. Um, so we had the admin team with Duro and Nuhiro. I said, guys, we need to come up with the server solution. These guys were up and do the server solution and, and help me with the invites. So it's good for the players that they know more stuff in advance. It's good for the viewers that they know the days a lot in advance. And then we, we even came up in cooperation with War 3 Champions with some uh, special perks for the donators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you Dude, were involved throw in that. Throw that up on the screen, huh? Oh, those yeah, are so baby. Cool. I love the way those look. So what we did, um, like, we always felt that, yeah, it's super cool that the community is contributing. And they did in masses up to like $6,000 or something. But yeah, they, shout out, Governor. Shout out, Governor and all the others. But they never really got any perks except for the cool content of course mm. but it's always more rewarding especially for the for the low uh, d uh, donation amounts like let's say five euros 10 10 euros that they get something for it and uh, we thought hey we have these war three champions profiles how about we get or we create a special picture for the guys who contribute and we were at first not sure if that's technically possible but we did it and now whoopsie that's the wrong screen uh that's too zoomed in but uh, since this tournament <laughs> there we go since the tournament is around halloween we came up yeah. or riptide that freaking god came yeah. up with a H halloween pumpkin uh themed profile picture that everybody so can get for the, just five Five dollars, I think it is. There's a War Three Champions version. There's a Back to Warcraft version, and you can wear that on your War Three Champions profile. That's yeah. a cool step towards a better monetization of the finals. I think it's really cool. I love the way it looks, and it seems like a lot of people are purchasing it so far. I think we're around like we announced it two days ago, maybe, and 
we sold 20 to 25. And this was not even mentioned on stream yet. So it's just from social media. And I think all of it goes all straight to the prize pool. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's not going into our own pocket. Riptide didn't demand anything for it. So it goes straight to the prize pool. Uh, It doesn't matter if you you buy the War 3 Champions version or if you buy the Back to Warcraft version, all to the prize pool. And that's the cool, small little incentive that we gave. Yeah, so uh, go buy pumpkins, people. Go buy a pumpkin. Forget buying a pumpkin to put on your porch. Like, buy a pumpkin, a digital pumpkin. Let's go. <laughs> maybe I'll dress up for the finals for Halloween. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe you should make that an NFT. Sell it on the <laughs> Ethereum marketplace. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm so not into that, man. I have no idea how that works, Yo, but I guess this is the future, right? I, I've been getting into, like, too many arguments online about the crypto slash bitcoin space and i'm just i'm not doing it anymore like people can people can think it people can think whatever they want about it it's fine yeah dropping the arguments is always it seems like the better way to go (laughs) with everything to me to me it feels like the nfts are kind of a reward for the whales i guess of of the scene who want to dump in like a thousand two thousand dollars for for something we kind of wanted to get um the player base Mm. to give Mm -hmm. something to the player base um that that every john meyer in the world can can afford and and can wear on ladder i think that's cool yeah the masses can handle five dollars hopefully hopefully so that's that's always the argument right like if all viewers at the same time would just donate one dollar or if everybody who plays on war three champions would donate one dollar then we would all be fine yeah doesn't doesn't work out that way it doesn't happen that way though no 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 not not really uh but it's but it's totally fine um speaking of uh, war three champions i saw sefit on your discord saying that um it Financially, it looks a little better than to like compared to the season seven finals. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I came on and begged for money, and right there, there was a huge bump in Patreons for sure. So just that probably got us there. And then a couple, as you say, whales. Actually, just one whale um, came in. I think he wants to be anonymous, so I'll just not say his name. Yeah. But yeah. came in and basically said like, "Hey, you know, I want this to go. So let me give you a, a bit to cover." So and our overhead costs. You know, it goes up and down because we switch in and out servers, but we're, we're I think, for the most part, covered. It's nice to have a cushion, but uh, we're covered. We're not super worried about it. That's cool. Which is That's, really nice. Yeah, man. Just, of course, we, we talked about this last time already, but that you don't have to pay for the community service you do is the least thing you would expect. And it's cool that... that, that uh, the community listened to it and i think at this point shout out to the german creep camp community there was at least one guy who had this agenda to to rally the masses of of the creep camp community uh to sub for the patreon and i guess a lot of people did finger how do you say Uh, that yeah dude pretty spot on yeah yeah. he's in uh gnl too i actually snagged him for my i'm pretty sure i snagged him for my gnl (laughs) oh I'm almost positive that I did. I have to look at the teams. We haven't announced. That's a spoil too. Hopefully, the teams will have already been announced by Whoopsie. Friday. Yeah, we Do you know what a flutch finger is, by the way. Oh, I'm assuming a finger is a finger. A, f- a finger is a finger. That's is it. The- fat fi- is it fat finger? No, 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 no. It's uh, it's a popsicle. Uh, and- ice finger. <laughs> yeah, it looks like. Wait, can I pull it up? Can I pull it up? Yes, I can. Uh, oh, quality is horrible, but you'll get the idea. Boom! That's a flutch finger. It's like something that you can. That feels very American, right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. so shout out, shout out, flutch finger for for oh. rallying the troops. And you also did something cool uh, when the sad DreamHack announcement came out. I think you were the one of the first responders saying, "Okay." This bad news for the scene, but we got some good news for the scene, and that is that automated tournaments are finally coming. Yeah, my guy Abe is on it now. So Gab was on it before and and made really stellar progress. We had even run a PTR tournament, and it was close. But I think I'd said he like he got he's a real big deal in real life, and he got promoted. <laughs> he's overseeing like twelve to fifteen teams, so he's like in charge Ooh. of one hundred twenty people, and that happened right as he was doing. So he had to go back to real life. So. Automated tournaments sort of went on the back burner, 
So, but now that Abe's on it, uh, you know, you know, Abe will like spit out code in about 35 <laughs> seconds. So I expect it in the next, it'll be there in a couple minutes, I would say. Jeez. Okay. You, you, uh, said it's, it's, it's going to be out until the end of the year. Yeah. Um, that's what Abe said. Can you tell us a little bit like how it works, like what the general idea of automated tournaments are? Because I think not too many people remember the Battle.net automated tournaments, especially when they joined in the past two to three years. Yeah. So the, the feel is to have the old Battle.net automated tournaments. And what that would be is you'd log in and up at the UI, there would be a up in the top corner of the screen saying like, there'd be all manner of tournaments. So it could be 1v1 on Twisted Meadows only tournament coming up, or there would be just regular tournament on the map pool coming up, all races, or it'd be human only, or it'd be 2v2. So the, the purpose is to have a little bit of variety. So, you know, we might have random hero maps. We might have, we might try out our new map on there. Or for, now this is crazy, but we might even try out like, patch, you know, new patch maps on there. Just do a little balance testing. Now, let me be clear, because that's a huge topic. Yep. We're not saying that we're going to do community balancing, because actually, <laughs> I think that's quite a bad idea for us to do it. But we're happy to provide a breeding ground, a testing ground for patches so that maybe the work has already been done for Blizzard, they can come in and just snap it up. But so people should submit their, if you think you have the best balance, make a patch. And if we, if you're not an asshole, we'll probably like run it for you as an automated tournament. <laughs> But I went a little bit off topic there. The, you go up in the top corner, it'll tell you, hey, there's this tournament happening, sign up. You click it and it says, okay, you can't queue now for the next 20 minutes because we're gathering our people. And then however many people come, it'll make a bracket for you. And there's a veto in screen and it just makes the bracket and continues and you go through the tournament and you get awards if you win whether it's profile icons or wins towards a profile icon or you, we can go crazy with it that's super dope yeah. so the other hope <laughs> is that people can make their own tournaments so that they'll uh, be wait, able wait, to uh, let me stay on the topic yeah. uh real, yeah, yeah. B before we go into that um so the biggest takeaway i got from organizing cups and of course casting cups is that not too many players sign up because there's so much time between games you have to wait for so long until your opponent is ready and uh, yeah of course you can queue for a ladder game but then if if your opponent is ready you have to drop out that's a loss on your ladder account you don't really want that um it's very unreliable as well because of course uh, the match of your opponent could go for an hour or something so how do automated tournaments whale uh whale deal with that like waiting time in between games well it's still an open question whether to allow you to queue or not uh my guess is that because it's still being programmed but i think probably you won't be allowed to queue while you're waiting but I don't really know how you would, if your next opponent is still in their last game, like, what can you do about that? I, I don't know if there's a silver bullet fix for that. Do you have a silver bullet fix for that? I, I think how it's worked, how it worked uh, back in the day was that it's basically like a little bubble system. So... If you if if you finish your match quickly, um, you come into a pool of players and mm. this pool is filled by people who finish their games quickly and then they will be paired against each other. Um, so it's a with, uh, adaptive bracket, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Within a, mm. a certain seating, of course. So let's say uh, Happy finishes his game in five minutes and Foggy finishes his game in, in five minutes 30. They won't be paired in round two. That, that would be unfair, of course. There must be a certain seating to it. Um, but... The original idea with these automated tournaments is that you get your games as quickly as possible and downtimes between games are as short as possible. Yeah, certainly that's um, that's just a design because you could make it, everyone signs up and the bracket is made right at the beginning or it could be, as you say, an adaptive bracket to, to prioritize speed of your next game. It's something to talk to Abe about because... Yeah. <laughs> Abe can do whatever. It's just what decisions do you make in the beginning? Yeah. So hop into hashtag suggestions, anyone who's listening to this, and tell them, do you want rigid structure? Or do you want adaptive matchmaking? And there's like tons of ways you can do it too. I mean, 
is everything going to be an open tournament where anyone can sign up and I could play happy if he did it or or they're going to be in the next 20 minutes it's 1300 to 1500 signups which I think would be pretty cool. I would sign up yeah. for a 1300 to 1500 tournament. I probably might not sign up for a open. Well, I would, but I can see that people wouldn't sign up for an open tournament if anyone was in there. So it's still in the design stage. So if you want to have an impact on what automated tournaments looks like, then make your voice be heard. We we listen to everything. Yeah, man. And you can get, as you said already, get super creative with that and uh, can make a designated day for that or run one every day and be like ex ex experimental with it. So yeah. um, that's going to be I, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but I sound like you're going to move to the next topic. Yeah. I glossed over one thing really quickly. So one, there are, there are certain game modes that I think lend themselves really well to automated tournaments that are extremely popular. But if we made it an actual separate ladder, it might split the player base or it might not have the uh, amount of excitement to maintain it at all times. Yeah. And those types of really cool modes that would either split or not have enough are great for automated tournaments. So I talked about random hero maps. Uh, apparently in Asia, random hero is the bomb until everyone came to W3C. Now everyone plays W3C, but before <laughs> everyone was on Asia or when they were still doing their own thing, like the biggest viewers were the random hero maps. So yeah, that's, that's a great, just that, make that a tournament. Yeah, that's something that um, the big streamers are doing a lot. Like TD, yeah. InfiTH, Fly, they run a lot of, of random stuff. So I guess it trickles down uh, since the big players are doing it and it's not as predictable as the regular one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, the Chinese go crazy about that. So yeah, I definitely agree. It's amazing. But also a game mode that is its own ladder right now, Frostcraft. It's a 4v4 kind of Dota clone, if you will. I, I should, Maybe all people get mad at me for calling it Dota clone. It's a MOBA. Yeah. Um, and I I pushed it pretty hard on the Season 7 keynote with you, and I was really excited about it. And it's it's a really cool game. And the mapmaker put so much work into it. And, and like I wanted it to succeed because he's such a cool guy and because such a cool game mode. But... I mean, if I went to, uh, I can't multitask, but it's just not that it ha doesn't have, it's doesn't have enough of a player base to sustain. Mm -hmm. And so you, it hurts, but we're probably going to take it off the ladder because it like clutters up the UI, but it'd be perfect for an automated tournament because we know that there are people that are dedicated to it. Mm -hmm. So if they know, okay, this coming Thursday, let's get all our people there and we can get 10 games right in a row and it'll be really fun and it'll be a tournament. So it's Definitely. a good way to boost up lesser games as well. Yeah, really nice. So jumping to people can create their own tournaments. Yeah. Tell me everything. Uh, well, this was one of my early ideas for monetization, which I've always been afraid of in the past because we didn't want Big Bad Blizzard on our backs. But, you know, with Blizzard in the tumultuous state that it's in. And, you know, this is this is tied to your let's let everything be positive. With ESL letting go W3C, like it means there's, it is negative, but it also means there's less of a light, which means we can do whatever we want. Mm -hmm. So let's make the scene whatever we want it to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is, I have not talked this over with the team. This is just my opinion. Uh, I haven't talked about with them recently. We talked about it ages ago. But the idea that you could, Let's take monetization out of it. But say I I want to create my own tournament and I get to set the parameter. So I'm a 1450 player, toot toot, uh, and I only want to play. So I, like, okay, I want to be a big boss. So I'm going to click, all right, eight person tournament, max MMR, 1451. I don't like Concealed Hills. So the map pool is going to be just EI and Northern Isles. <laughs> click, boom, let's go. I have my own perfect tournament. Whoever wants to join, great. And it's there for people like there would be maybe a custom game list with the custom tournaments and people can join their 1450 below NIS EI only tournament. And we go from there. So Damn. it's not just us that set it up. So you don't know what's coming. And of course we'd put a schedule so you would know it's coming. But yeah. if you don't like the schedule, you put your own tournament out there. So uh, you said you wanted to put monetization out of it, but I have to ask because it's also a question coming from the community uh from mr kato who is going crazy with support recently so shout out kato he's been with us since the very very beginning of our german casts uh, what a lovely lovely fella 
Um, hey, is that Sir Kato? Also? Yes, that is Sir oh, that's Kato. That's the dude who made the W3Champions.com website. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a big baller. He's an OG, that's for yeah. sure. Uh, so he's asking, is prize money distribution done automatically or do you, the creator of the tournament has to send the money to the winners? Is there going to be prize money for the self-created tournaments? Do you have any any thought on that? So I know Gab's vision was that the end season tournament could be made to be fully automated. And I think it could be. It is nice to have the human touch of back to Warcraft overseeing things too. So I don't think it's strictly necessary, but it yeah. could be. So if that were the case, I think that's a question that has not yet been answered yet because we haven't, we don't know. It's not made mm -hmm. yet. But for the regular, just run-of-the-mill Battle.net tournaments or the W3C tournaments, there wouldn't be a prize pool. The, 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 the winner, they would get glory and they would get non-monetary prizes, yeah. be it profile icons, wins, that kind of stuff. Could it be? So if it were to be money, and this, again, this is just, we haven't made plans for this. I don't know if it's going to happen. This is just ideas because as soon as you bring money into things, that's when people start caring, right? So we yeah. need to make sure that we're on full legal footing. But an idea would be, so say I make my eight, like uh, my idea is like, if you play poker, sit and go tournaments. You, you um, say, for example, everyone puts in $10. You say first place gets X percent, second place gets Y percent, mm -hmm. third place gets their money back. The tournament organizer, aka W3C, gets a portion, maybe 50 cents of every person's $10. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the monetization would be five bucks. We get five bucks, 50 cents from each person. And the rest of the prize pool is split between first, second, and third. And again, if it's an individual setting up the sit and go, they can set up the parameters about how the prize pool is paid off. Maybe they want a winner takes all tournament uh, or or W3C would put out presets. You know, you can have the $5 plus 50 cent entry fee for second, third payout, or you can have the $10 50 cent entry fee winner takes all. Like there would be those types of presets, assuming that we don't get in trouble for uh, making money. Um, but I actually, it's probably just a dream because I know as, again, as tumultuous as Blizzard is, I have heard that the one thing that they really don't like is gambling. Yep. So it's probably something that can't happen. But dude, people love to gamble. I mean, how, if it were possible, how easy would it be to make that money? If people could set up their own sit and go tournaments, they think they're going to win first prize, get 50%. And we get, you know, two bucks for setting up that tournament. How easy is that? Yeah, that's true. But like, as as you say, you open up a whole can of worms uh, yeah. with like taxes and distribution and payouts. And it's really, 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 really complicated yeah, to get it's into It's probably that. impossible. Um, not impossible to do, but impossible to execute because of outside forces. Yeah, maybe it's an idea. like... An idea could be, I have no idea how that works coding wise, for example, but let's say if you create a tournament on War 3 Champions, you automatically create a tournament on Matcherino and then use Matcherino as a payout platform for these tournaments. Yeah, that's a cool idea too. But a, uh, I have no idea if they have an API or what's necessary for that. Just, just, just the brain fart. Yeah, uh, and let me disclaim, not that anyone who, not that anyone cares that's watching this, but uh, <laughs> I'm not speaking as a W3C team. I'm speaking as yeah. Floss, a dude who has no ability to execute yep. any of this. Like, yep. Yep. We're, yep. we're the idea guys here. Yep. And there, we have no plans to actually do this. I'm just talking out loud. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. just because people were asking. Um, yeah, yeah. I had to, of course, uh, forward this. But yeah, that's really cool. And I think uh, it gives more incentive to players to sign up for tournaments and once you joined your first or second tournament uh you're not too afraid of it anymore so there was a big discussion recently i had uh how do you bridge the gap between um like first of all you have to make people sign up for the ladder and i think you all did a great job with that and then you get them into gnl and the next step would be uh like playing in GNL, of course, where you have your team and you can rely on your team and you play a couple of competitive matches. And then this, 
but still the 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 gap between playing GNL and playing a cup seems to be really really hard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And these automated tournaments, especially with custom rules and custom MMR ranges, that could be that bridge, I think. Yeah, I think people, once they get a taste of competition, they realize that you're no one's going to come into your house and chop off your head with an axe if you lose. <laughs> it gets exciting. I, you know, I played in one of the ESL Weekly Cups and played sewing in my very first match. Dude, <laughs> we cheered for you so hard. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was the best match. I think it was casted by, by uh, Karsten OC drummer. Discord yeah. was hype about it. Twitch chat was hype about it. And then you killed the freaking unit and people went crazy for you. So did I did. I went nuts. I was very <laughs> pleased with myself. I definitely <laughs> dubbed my entire army, lost my MK2 and my AM3, but I got that shaman, so we're good. Boom. Yeah, exactly. That's like, uh, maybe you, you just have to set yourself uh, small goals and then improve from, from there. Yeah, but I remember you saying that uh, in your last podcast, because I listen to every podcast religiously, that there is the gap between the the GNL the and the and the Rocket Beans and the Fountain of Manor, which is for the most part like eighteen hundred and below. And mm-hmm. then we need to get that next step because there's the high level competition. But what do we yeah. do for eighteen hundred to twenty two hundred, and why aren't they playing? Yeah. And I, I think you said that leagues like this are the future more so than cups because as we've yeah. seen cups don't draw the numbers that we want and it's it's content for that weekend but it's not content for the year so i agree i know how popular uh gnl gym newbie league is yeah so to see how popular that is why shouldn't that scale exactly right and uh especially with like relegation in in place you can climb up the ranks yeah and if you're not ready for the next step, then you stay in your league. I think uh, I think that is the future indeed. So are we done with War 3 Champions topics or do you have anything else brewing that uh, you want to talk about? It's worthwhile to say that we want War, War 3 Champions to be feature complete. There's no timetable on it because the limiting factor is actually not money, it's time, which is why we're still working to be full-time so that we can do this. But to be feature complete, we want automated tournaments. We want a good AT versus RT mix system for 4v4, which some people are unhappy about, but we're going to do it right. So just oh, yeah. trust us. That's please. something yeah. uh, that that might be. How much time did it actually pass? I have no clue. 42 minutes. We didn't even talk about gym yet. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Then we have to postpone the 4 and 4 discussion for yeah, yeah. another so, but, but, so to be So AT, RT mix, but done right. Um, automated tournaments, Abe's on that, ATRT Toxies on that. And then the third thing you had talked about getting people in the ladder and we've done a good job about it, but we can do better is we'd like to have an unranked mode as well. And that's probably a whole topic about how to do that correct also. So maybe we get into it later, but just so that everyone knows to be feature complete and then we go back and polish, but mixed ATRT, automated tournaments, unranked. Those are on the, those are big developer roadmap plans. What about achievements? Like uh, if you kill a hundred units, you get some type of profile icon type yeah. of thing. Yeah. So the person who loves and wants that to happen is Monmoto. Um, so it's something that we want to do and like to do. It's more just, do we have the time to do it? Okay. And there has to be, pri- we have to triage. Okay. So maybe Monmoto works on the side, hop it. I'll remind him because I want achievements too. <laughs> I want a killed so in Shaman on my profile. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, look, we want to do all these things and they all are possible. It's really, it's just, you know, kids and job first. So yeah, uh, for sure. And and we're working. The priority is to get this to be sustainable so that we can return to the passion project, which is W3 Champions. Yeah, for sure. I just think that achievements is another thing that keeps people grinding because uh, like it's in every single game right now, I guess. StarCraft has it. Every single game on a PlayStation has it where you get your silver, gold and platinum awards for finishing the game up to 100% or something. And um, getting relegated or or promoted i guess into a new league is super rewarding and you get that animation and stuff and you see your new icon and that's so cool but it always takes some time right um especially the higher you climb the the longer it takes 
And to have these little extra motivational steps for like winning 10 games in adapt or whatever, uh, super yeah. rewarding, keeps people playing, they're grinding for these achievements. So for, for the longevity of the game and the community, I think achievements are maybe underrated. So let me empower the community. If you want that to happen, and I actually think it's a great idea, like every anyone who thinks they have cool achievements, write them out yeah. and then go into paint and make a silly little icon, you know? Yeah murdered a 1500 player like uh and with a, a, a gun in a 1500 or something like yeah drop that in suggestions if we have a list of achievements i don't know how hard it is to actually implement but it's certainly easier easier once we have a huge list of achievements to add for sure and that's something that the community can contribute to and come up with it's like a hive mind thing um i, th I think it's gotta be the community with... now right just like you said there's yeah. no reason we've been here for well i've been here for three years but we've been here for 17 years we've survived this long you say stay positive i agree man i still think the game is in a very good spot and we can rely on the community which we know we've done before let's just keep it up no yeah problem. this no is problem well this is okay uh we wanted to dive into gym but since we're on the topic I feel this is the most important thing at the moment, stay positive and spread positivity. This is the time for the silent majority to come out and just like content, comment on things and leave some cool messages in Discord because it's really frustrating. Like as a organizer, caster, whatever, um, it's not the best time at the moment with, with Dream Act gone. So we try to do the best we can. You try to do the best you can. Um, and a lot of comments are kind of negative. Like, I mentioned this Kaiser example already earlier when I thought it's such a big deal that we got Hitman and then after two minutes the conversation shifts to Hot Top Streamers. And the same I had on Reddit. Like, we announced a couple of cool stuff. And then one of the comments was, oh, <laughs> probably not playing not worth watching like guys oh man i put we, we put so much hours into this can't you just say hey i'm excited for this is it so hard to put yeah. four words down to show a little bit of appreciation to upvote anything to like so to share something is it really is it really that hard uh, this is once again the time where the silent majority has to come up and i don't know if the warcraft community understands dance social media algorithms the more interaction there is with a post or content or video or whatever the more people see it the more people see it the better it is for the algorithm yada 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 um it's so, just why don't you educate me as a social media dinosaur do i need to be you know because i do watch back to warcraft videos i'm pretty sure i'm subscribed i think pretty sure i'm a youtube subscriber but am I supposed to click thumbs up on every single thing? Oh, yeah. No matter what, should I go and make sure that I do the scroll tab all the way to the end so that things <laughs> that I've watched the entire, you know, like tell, what should I do to make your numbers better? Twitter, YouTube, like literally educate me. Okay. I'm a social media dinosaur. So how social media works as far as I know, this is of course a simplified version and there's a lot of nuances and details to it. And there's also a lot of guessing to it because nobody knows the algorithm of a YouTube, of a Twitter. Um, so first of all, interaction is key. So if you see something, hit the like button, uh, comment on it and share it because the algorithm thinks, okay, this is interesting to a, to a person. And the more interesting it is uh, to a person, the more the algorithm wants to um, suggest it to other people. Uh, to to reach out to other people so interaction with content is absolute key and it doesn't even matter if it's positive or negative in in terms of youtube for example it doesn't matter if it's a thumbs up or a thumbs down it doesn't matter if the comment is positive or negative uh the more interactions there are the better it is and the more recommendations this this post gets to other people um I pledge to like, comment, and share all your YouTube videos. Like, comment, and share, easy. man. It's, it's such... That. It's, it's 10 seconds. At max. It's it's uh, like one or two clicks or something. After um, I get off with you, I will go do that. I, I pledge that to you. <laughs> it, is, it is such an influencer thing to do. And it sounds super silly if you always say it. Uh, like, subscribe, and ring the bell. Because then you get the notifications. And then you see it more. And... 
but it works. It it's just what works, and every influencer says it. Um, so we are in the Warcraft three scene. R social media dinosaurs and a, also YouTube dinosaurs, and with that we'll always hang behind a StarCraft community of. MOBA community or whatever um, they will be more recommended than than we get because of that because I totally get it we're all old we don't we, we, we didn't grow up with the like button or the share button mm. and it doesn't even matter if you have a lot of followers yourself if you share that's good and if you have five followers it's still helpful um, for YouTube watching a lot and watching a big percentage of the video is very important. So watch time is crazy, especially since we have very long videos in general that go up to like, I think the average like 40 minutes. And YouTube content is in general around 10 minutes to be easily well, digestible. I'm, I'm going to open up a YouTube, one of your videos right now and just have it playing in the background. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm going to uh, do that just, right now. Just a lot of watch time is good. And if YouTube sees, hey, just that... That person watched everything of that video. That must be good content. Oh. Then it rec like the the chance to be recommended is again higher. So it's very so very complicated. Really, what but I just it did was really easy. I just have this in the background and it's playing right now. And we're help I'm helping back to workout right now. Feels exactly, good. just like it's actually that. Actually, pretty easy. And if you can afford a high electronic bill, leave it up overnight. Just open yeah. a playlist with hundred videos and just let them have it, let them have them play all all the time. Uh, but yeah, that is that is the simplest thing uh, people can do. But man, we wanted, cool. to talk, we, we wanted to talk about GNL because man, is there hype for GNL right now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me quickly. I'm sure people know, but G GNL stands for Gym Newbie League. It is the league that we run in the Gym Discord, which you can find at gym.backtowarcraft.com. It is a beginner-friendly. Thank you, Neil, for the link. It's a beginner-friendly um, Discord where very strong players are there. Side, Todd, Qbert, they all hang out. But the Gym Newbie League has about a cap of 1750 MMR and people sign up for it. The captains draft teams, but not really with the aim to win, but really with the aim to have fair and balanced teams. And then during the week, so this season we have six teams, 17 people per team and 11 1v1 matches per week. And captains at the beginning of every week will hook up with the other captain and set a lineup of 11 matches. Again, not to win, but to have fair competitive matches. Players choose their own times during the week to make it happen. And you have a very competitive atmosphere. And we're in season, God, are we eight or nine now? We're in, we've done a ton of seasons now. And there's serious GNL brand loyalty, if you will. We do have new players. We have so many returning players. A lot of people say they only play Warcraft 3 for GNL because it's not even the competitive matches. It's during the week, hanging out with your own private team channel, getting in voice chat, and you got 10 people watching people play a 1v1, and then you go over and watch it. So that's starting. I think our first week of matches, we just did the draft. We have not announced teams yet. People are bugging us to announce the teams. <laughs> we'll probably announce teams this week. And that means that Monday the 25th will be when GNL officially starts. That first week is for in-house, in-team games to get sort of the pecking order of your team. Like and a warm-up, I guess. Yeah, and then Monday, November 1st, we will have our first match week. Monday, November 1st, huh? That is shortly after the first weekend of War 3 Champions. That oh, means yeah. we might have some time and might do some broadcasts. For... Yeah, you guys have been so wonderful. Yeah. Uh, you broadcasted GNL matches in the past. It's exciting to get... I mean, the viewer retention is pretty... We There'll be matches cast between 200, 400, 600 people. So if you want your game cast in front of 600 people, come join GNL and cozy up to Neo and Floss. <laughs> get you on the big screen. Yeah, I have this idea uh, for, for the next season to get more coaches on as well, um, mm. especially uh, like if a player from a team is playing, then have that team's coach on to to get the ins and outs of what was the problem of this specific player in the past couple of weeks, what we, did, did we talk about, and then see the, see the progress of this sad player um, 
already on the screen. That would be great. Like, Q-Bird is just made for this. Uh, Sithrin, yeah. Kaiser, of course, a Todd on his side as well. Yeah. And whoever wants to join is, of course, always welcome. Um, so I think... That's great content because it's, yeah. it hits both It hits both the hardcore people in the scene who want the nuts and bolts. Be like, this guy, he was doing three farm tech, but I told him versus this player versus Orc, you know, you can get away with two farms. So you learn that kind of stuff. But what the masses care about is the human element. Yeah. So if we can even get video up there too, and you see Fluchfinger and Kubert's <laughs> telling him not only what he'd been doing wrong past week and what he's improved, but then you also see him, oh, and you know, this is the fourth time that Fluchfinger has met Newltz and it's 2-2. So this is a huge match between the two of them. Yeah. It's great stuff, Neo. Great idea. I hope yeah, I think so too. I think yeah. so too. Uh, we have a couple of weeks to... to figure out the ins and outs um but yeah i think this is this is gonna be cool uh, the, the the activity alone in in gnl or around gnl is so crazy is there any um stress on you now because it's so many people at the, like 125 i think was the sign up there is a huge team of people that work on gnl and i have to be perfectly honest I have receded. I, I run, I'm a coach of a, a captain of a team. I don't really help. I have co-captains to help. I'm more <laughs> of the, the schedule monkey. So I care about my team and I like talk in GNL captain's tent, but the bulk of administration is by Baron, mm -hmm. who is a 1700, 1800 level undead player. And he works really hard. He runs the, the Warcraft three gym Twitter. I think he shouts you out a lot. Um, but he, he does the bulk of the admin and there's a lot. Mantelo runs the spreadsheet, which is the, the kind of the nerves and skeleton of the whole thing. And Wantu made us a nice draft board. People step up and there is a lot of admin done and I do help in that. But whereas in seasons one through four, where I was commissioner and, and like running, running the draft, it, I have luckily been able to delegate or people have stepped up and done more work. So. I actually don't do a whole lot. It kind of just runs, but there is a lot of work and other people do it, which is, that's how it should be. You know, it can't just be on your shoulders, Neo. You should be able to delegate. Um, and then the community needs, the community has to step up in these times. And at yeah. least with GNL, they they absolutely have. That's super. Yeah, that's that's super sick. As long as the grassroots are covered, uh, that's that's good for us. Then we don't have to care about it. Uh, or of course we care about it, but yeah, then it's we happening, don't. Though. Yeah, yeah, but then we don't have to come up with something ourselves, and we can focus on the pro games. Um, and that that's so cool to to see it thrive. I mean, uh, Jim was always a little bit in the shadows, and last like. Uh, of course, a lot of people knew about Discord and stuff, but GNL was always there, but underappreciated is, I think, the word that I was looking for. And there's a lot more spotlight now to it, and a lot of people enjoy it, and it's uh, it's it's the best thing to have, really, for the grassroots. So, um, yeah, you're too nice. You've been a big part I, of that, so let me thank you. I mean, when you I saw said... <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I interrupt you. I you told me to not interrupt. I'm a bad podcast. <laughs> I know you're not. You're the best guest I have. Uh, but when I saw that it's like a hundred people, and then there were even 125, that made me so freaking happy for you guys. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that's bad about it is we have to waitlist people, and we feel bad that people want to join and can't. So maybe next season more captains maybe. and more teams. Hopefully, hopefully. So I guess. That's our list of topics, right? Yeah, I mean, we could. I'm sure we could talk about everything, but this this we is getting can, long. Yeah. So <laughs> I think. I think. And we, the YouTube comment. Yeah. We talked about this in private, but like the last time I came on, all the YouTube comments were so nice, and then one person was like, "You need a new guest next time," and yeah. that's the one that stabbed me in the heart. So, <laughs> so <laughs> let, for that guy, let's hurry up a little bit. Um, Sir Carter, uh, okay, we have a little bit of a Q&A here, of course, if you're a Patreon of the Back to Warcraft, uh, page, uh, wait, if you're part of the Back to Warcraft Patreon, uh, then you can answer or uh, ask for questions here, uh, that, that I can, uh, either answer myself or ask my guest about. So Sir Carter was asking already about the price money dis distribution, but uh, since we saw the launch of Diablo 2 Resurrected or whatever it's called, and that launch didn't go too well, uh, can we expect the Diablo 2 champions anytime soon? <laughs> Hilarious question. Uh, so 
I didn't know D2 didn't do well because you know what's funny is Abe, Sethid, and Toxie are all like our internal Dispel Warcraft 3 Matchbox um, Discord. They're obsessed with D2 right now. Oh, and they joke about the death of W3 champions is the fact that they started to play D2. So it's surprising to me that D2 hasn't done well because I swear these guys are there. I mean, Toxie is playing like 10 hours a day on this thing. Like he is going crazy. I start to think that Toxie is a little different than other people and his day has more hours than mine because he's yeah. doing freaking everything. He yeah, yeah. is apparently working. He's playing Warcraft. He's playing Diablo. He's doing all the server stuff. He's doing the proxy stuff. He's helping me out with the server table for the oh. finals. He's also always in Twitch chat. Maybe he cloned himself or something. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. Toxie deserves to be in the Hall of Fame of people. <laughs> he must do it all at the same time. Like when he's helping you with server tables, it's he's so probably crazy. also playing D2 at the same time. It's so freaking crazy what this guy oh, is but doing. But to give a serious answer, I mean, Obviously not. Like we're yeah. we focus on W three <laughs> champions, and outside of W three champions, our focus is to make Matchbox a full time job, so we can drop our real jobs, so that we can do Matchbox and thus W three champions. So that's the question from Nether coming in. Without giving away anything, you shouldn't. Are you planning on pitching the project? Uh that uh, you just mentioned the project to developers looking to outsource the structure of their competitive ecosystem or do you anticipate work coming from community crowdsourcing for older undersupported games a la warcraft 3 that's of course uh, related to the matchbox project that uh, is supposed to bring the war 3 champions experience to other games right so matchbox is our outside of warcraft 3 w3 champions um that's the team and the product is a platform where the game developer, it's the, it's marketed towards game developers. Game developers worry about making their game. We take care of everything else. We give them the matchmaking services, the backend, the server, the, you know, the, the routes to have good global competitive matchmaking, all that kind of stuff. That's the product. We have that product. Of course, we still need to work on it. So now it's the, the, what needs to happen now is funding and clients and scaling. And we're working on all three of those things at the same time and having, you know, success, but it is still early. So we look for clients, we look for funding and the scaling is what he's talking about. Do we outsource this to developers? We don't expect it to be, you know, crowdfunded because this is a business. So when we scale as we need, we will hire people. Who does that come from? You know, we think we've seen a lot of, competent people in the Warcraft 3 scene. So when we need you, we put a job posting, come and, you know, why do it for free when we can pay you? So let's see. <laughs> Sign up to the newsletter on matchbox.gg if it's working now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's working now, according okay. to Stefan. And, and we should, what the community can do to help us is everyone's always, you always need to look for money, right? You always need to look for clients. So if you have leads for that, if you know investors or you are yourself an investor, or you know this brand new RTS games coming up that needs matchmaking and you're friends with the lead developer on them, put them in touch with us because we're talking to anyone, everyone right now. Yeah, uh, I would CC that for uh, maybe possible future Warcraft tournaments if you guys know a lead here and there. But uh, yeah, that, that would be awesome. I wish you all the best, Floss. That was a great second episode, I think, and a lot yeah. more structured than the first one. Yeah, well, you taught me. You taught me. <laughs> Floss, is there anything else you want to share with the world? Otherwise, I'll let you go and thank you for your time. Everything is about end season tournament so be there our first is it october 30th yeah october 30th i'll be there wonderful wonderful yeah. saturday and sunday october 30 and 31st and then the playoffs from november 5 to 7 floss thank you so much for your time i know you're a busy 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 man have a wonderful rest of your day mate love you dude peace now that Floss is gone, of course, thank you very much for tuning in to episode 30. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope we could give you a couple of positive thoughts for the future of the Walker 3 community. And of course, it is super important to support your favorite content creators and uh, whatever supports Warcraft, right? I'm not too sure if War 3 Champions counts as content creators, but it's very important to support them on war3champions.com. There are several opportunities to do that via PayPal donations, via Patreon, and of course, cryptocurrency as well. 
So every support towards the War 3 Champions team is very much appreciated. And as I said last time, financially, it's not the greatest time to be back to Warcraft, thanks to DreamHack not continuing in 2022. So if you want to support us as well, that is uh, much, 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 much appreciated. We got a subpage called backtowarcraft.com slash support, where you can support us financially via Patreon via Twitch sub, via single donations, uh, via cryptocurrency. You can buy our merchandise and it's of course super important to support Corsair as well. If you're looking for new hardware, then Corsair is the manufacturer for you. It doesn't matter if it's mouse, keyboard, headsets, uh, if it's the Elgato sub-brand, also uh, microphones and streaming gear, green screens, lights, desktop PCs, they have literally everything you need for a desktop PC environment. And it is really important to uh, for us if you guys buy Corsair gear via our link. It's also featured in the support section of our homepage. But of course, if you want to support us non-financially, then please follow us on our socials, like our content, share our content, react to our content in any sort of form with a comment and ring the notification bell so you don't miss out on what we produce here, whether it's on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Deezer, it doesn't matter, wherever you are. Every single bit of support is appreciated so we can continue to do what we do in 2022. We see each other next time with episode 31 with a new guest and hopefully a lot more topics. Hope you enjoyed it. See you then.